Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. All of my skills go right out the window when Google disappears. So sorry, guys. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. Like heat sensing technology in his eyes. With Margaret Abel's and Amy Wilson. I feel like my brain does a full clear out about every 18 months. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. I don't ever need to see MMA, but I would watch like a full weekend of like the world championships of packing a trunk. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. This is Margaret. And this is Amy. And today, guys, we got a mom for that. I got a mom for that. This show is soon to be called. We stole this topic from Reddit, but I found a Reddit thread that was <laughs> called, if someone says, I know a guy, and they're talking about you, what are they talking about? Like, what's your skill? And I was like, that is a great topic. I love it. And and we went to our Facebook group. And as always, you guys bring the answers. I keep saying guys, you hellions, you hellions bring the answers on the Facebook page. I have two mailbags this week, not one, but a two. double mailbag. And we had a rejected mailbag because we had so many mailbags. So we have to, we'll have to save another mailbag. Yeah. All right. We lots of mailbags to get to. Don't let us forget mailbag. We love hearing from you guys. So again, we love hearing from you hellions. Oh, yes. Wait a minute. Time for mailbag. Wait, wait, wait yeah, yeah, yeah. Check the mailbag. Lauren, who is a member of the Facebook group on Facebook, she says, I'm not even finished with the episode about forgetting how hard it is having little kids, which was a couple of episodes back. We forgot what little kids were like. <laughs> we forgot what the episode was called. It was called We Forgot What Little Kids Were Like. Scroll down in your feed. It's right there. Anyway, Lauren says, I'm not even finished with today's episode about forgetting how hard it is having little kids, but already it's the most validating thing I've heard in two and a half years. My child is two and a half years old. Thank you for this one. Well, I texted the episode to my sister-in-law, whose kids I was babysitting and who the episode was about. And she wrote back and she said, this is so validating to listen to. And then sent me a hilarious episode of the bathroom door while she was using the bathroom. And it was like a horror movie, like like two sets of fists were literally like banging on the door. Like the door was shaking like in a horror movie and you could just see like the shadows of little feet. And she's like, yeah, this is my life. And I said, it gets better. We salute you. My other mailbag, it's sort of a passive mailbag. It was a 
Instagram story we were sent from a listener named Caroline informing the world and us that she had listened to our entire catalog from the beginning, sometimes while at work, Caroline, that's okay with us, took her eight months. She's listened to the entire show from the beginning. Shout out to Caroline. Hi, welcome to episode whatever the heck we're on. <laughs> right, right. She wrote, I caught up. She listened to the whole thing. So we were very honored by that. Thank you, Caroline. It's like in the pandemic, there was a joke. I'm at the end of Netflix. She's at the end of What Fresh Hell. She's just now she's got to wait a week. Yes. Well, not a week. She's just got to wait a couple of days because we have three episodes a week. Right. Well, we'll work as quickly as we can, Caroline, to create new content for you. Yeah, crunch all you want. We'll make more, <laughs> Caroline. We're here still churning this stuff out. So we went to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Hellcast, And we asked, someone says, I know the perfect person for that about you. What are they recommending you for? Do you have any off the top of your head for you? I mean, I think the most obvious one is podcasting. Like people definitely come to me and say, how do you start a podcast? What is it like to be a podcaster? You know, I get a lot of podcasting questions. I also, and we talked about this on What's Your Superpower? I'm phenomenal at telling people who their celebrity doppelganger is. So I can look at anybody and tell you who your celebrity doppelganger is. And then my sister's is that she's she has an unbelievable ability. She lives in New York City. You can call her and be like, I've got two vegans and someone who likes barbecue. We need to eat and meet for dinner on the Upper West Side between 72nd and 83rd. She'll be like, I got the perfect place. She is a phenomenal restaurant recommender. Because Zagat's guide. She is a human Zagat's guide. She is a human like, yeah. I mean, Zagat's is an oldie locks alert at this point, I think. Yeah, but I think so. Back in my day. She is a human restaurant recommending machine. So if you're like, hey, I'm trying to find a place, but it's complicated because I got, I know a guy. It's my sister. I'm the one you go to when you want to remember something and you have extremely little identifying information. Like, where was a place we went to that time and there was that guy in the parking lot. And I'm like, bing, got it. You know, <laughs> okay, full recall. That is a great yeah. suit. I'm the exact opposite of that. I have a friend who's that person. And he's like, remember? And this will be something <laughs> happened 30 remember? years ago. We were in that diner. And there was that woman with the weird hair sitting next to me. I'm like, I barely remember you. How would I remember the woman in the diner with the weird hair? I definitely, I feel like my brain does a full clear out about every 18 months. As it should. You should trash that stuff because you have me to remember like, right, right, right. It was called. Yes. I, I do a regular hard drive clean out and you're like, nope, I have a cousin and she's really mad because her, I know a guy power is she remembers everyone's birthday that she's ever met. And it's like, I mean, she literally will say to me like, oh, your little one has a birthday coming up in September. Right. And I'm like, how do you remember my kids? I don't even remember my kid's birthday. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Shoot, you're right, first of all. But she says, and it's correct, that this superpower has been ruined by Facebook. That like now Facebook reminds you of birthdays. And so her superpower has been undercut by technology. I'm sorry to hear that. And she's that. like, I don't remember because my calendar or my Facebook reminded me. I remember on my own. 
We have somebody in here that one of our listeners, Cassie, says that dates are her thing. She says, if you wonder when we took a trip together in the past, when our gutters were last replaced or when somebody's birthday is, I'm your girl. She says she geeks out about like birthday commonalities. She says nearly everyone in my family was born on a Friday, even our two dogs. And I geek out about that. Allison and I share one which is, and it's interesting because like this is a superpower of yours in a different way. You're a great Googler. Getting information out of Google. Need to find out the brand of coat without a label? I can probably find that. Want a specific article you read three years ago, but don't remember the title? I got you covered. Yeah, yeah. I am amazing at like, I read a memoir and, you know, I'm great at like, I read the memoir that's like about, you know, the life and the husband who turned out to have a secret identity or whatever, I can find every relative and every person involved in that memoir, their Facebook page within 15 minutes. Like this is the Stacy thing. She says she can find people online with minimal information. You know, like the true story. Yeah. Like, like, what, like what boarding school did this happen at? And you got it in five seconds. Correct. Like if I listen to a podcast and it involves different characters, like I'm on their online shop within five minutes. Like I'm amazing at Googling people. And also this thing of Remember that ring I liked 10 years ago? I can find it on Google. I'm a, I'm a very advanced Googler. It's possible that we're all delusional and Google is just really good at being Google. <laughs> Google's getting better, but you're good at search query structuring. Correct. Like I can generally find anything I want. The brand of a coat without a label, Allison says she can find. I guess she's using like image search. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I read a book and then I Google everybody involved and I'm, before you know it, I'm in a deep rabbit hole. You know too much. Sometimes you, yeah, it tells you things you don't want to know. I just watching a video of a kid, the details don't matter. The point of the story was a kid who was like at a talent show, 12 years old, blowing everybody away. This kid is so talented. 10 seconds later, they're on Ellen. 10 seconds after that, they have a record deal. And I was like, oh, whatever happened to this kid? Because I recognized it was from like 2010. Well, now in 2023, this kid is now a, you know, an adult writing music about how horrible it is to be them, to have been taken advantage of as a, you know, a talented child. Like it's, I wanted to, this person to be in my mind, 12 years old and adorable at their talent show. I, I didn't want to hear it. The last 10 years haven't been good. You know, there's a term, it's a little bit different, but the term for that is milkshake duck. Do you know that term? No. It's that you find milkshake duck is the term for like, you find somebody on Facebook or on YouTube and that generic term is milkshake duck. And then you're like, look at milkshake duck. Everyone loves milkshake duck. Milkshake duck does his hilarious milkshake duck dance. Everyone loves milkshake duck. And then 10 seconds later, it's like, turns out milkshake duck has like a Holocaust denier Facebook page. Like yeah, right. milkshake duck, as soon as you start to enjoy milkshake duck, you find out something horrible about milkshake duck. And there's just been a billion examples of that where the minute you start to enjoy something, then you're like, oh, now they are like a person who hates having had that experience. Yeah. And, you know, they've been arrested for doing something unbelievably horrifying. You're like, yeah, they got milkshake duck. You want the apparently kid to just stay five years old forever. Don't grow up. You just want to enjoy milkshake duck stands. But no, <laughs> it's not possible. I'm sorry. Amanda says that she's the mom for identifying anything in nature. Like, is this poison ivy? I guess this is my son's superpower. Really? 
He, well, his is spotting animals. Like, we'll go to the zoo. And I was like, there's 45 people standing around the enclosure. And they're like, oh, I guess it's empty today. And my son's like, no, look, right under there, under that bush, there's a snow leopard. Like, he has the most freakish ability to spot wildlife. Like heat sensing (laughs) technology in his eyes. He loves animals. And yeah, he's just always the person to be like, do you see that peregrine? And he knows the names of all the animals. He's like, do you see that peregrine falcon there? And everyone's like, no, what are you talking about? And then suddenly off it flies. It's a magical ability, I think. Like, you know, birds and plants, like I could probably put in an afternoon or two and get a lot better at it pretty quickly about identifying the top five birds and plants that are outside my window right now. But I prefer to think it's magical. As we talked about on our bonus episode featuring my sister, Kate Martin, our first ever bonus episode available on What Fresh Hell Plus, my sister, I outsource all this to my sister because she's also like a naturey and I don't care at all. Like, I'm I'm like, (laughs) do I really have to go to the window to see the beaver that's running around in the woods? I don't care. But she, I mean, I do because it's hashtag parenting, but she and my son, they're nature buffs. They go out birding together. They like to spot alligators when we're in Florida. It's a whole thing. I'm like, "Mm, don't care at all, but thank you. It could make nature walks more interesting. I truly, I'm not interested in that. I just, when people see something, a nature walk to me is like, I'll just stay home and watch the grass grow. Thanks. It's so boring. I love nature walks, but you know what I do on nature walks? I listen to podcasts. I'm like a podcast listener while I march around. Kayla says she knows the perfect podcast episode, not just the show, but the episode of a podcast to listen to for any situation. Says Kayla, I have a problem. Cassie has the same skill. She says she has an A-list and a B-list. Don't worry. What Fresh Hell is on my A-list, which is huge for us. Huge if true. Life is too short for B-list podcasts, though. Uh, I disagree. I am, uh, as I've said before, I am a super consumer. I think there's actually a term for this in the podcasting world, but I will just call myself a super consumer. Like, Mm -hmm. I've listened to every podcast, and we've had this discussion many times where you or someone on our team or or just someone in the wild is like, have you heard? And I'm like, let me stop you there. I have. If it's a podcast, right. I have heard every podcast ever. You know, this is like totally not a sponsor, but I really like them. Good Pods, yes. the app. I've been using Good Pods, and in it just sort of takes you in. It's sort of set up to be like, can we not all see the same New York Times podcast every time we open the app, right? Like there, there are many, many podcasts out there. How do you find the good ones that aren't the same three ones everybody's listening to? And I have found some really interesting ones on Good Pods. So, I mean, challenge accepted, Margaret. Yeah, my only beef with Good Pods is that they're undercutting Cassie's superpower. <laughs> they're <laughs> undercutting. Right. Just like Facebook ruined birthdays. Now nobody's going to go to Cassie and ask her anymore. They're going to go to Good Pods. Too bad. Kayla and Cassie <laughs> are really out of luck with Good Pods. All right, we'll be back with Eva. Even more things that you're the mom for. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses. First two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say? 
say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Amy, when I'm dehydrated, I get headaches. I get cranky and I don't feel good in general. Also, I am dehydrated a lot of the time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because being good with the water bottle is one thing, but getting that sodium and potassium with the fluids, turns out that is the key to seeing optimally hydrated. So whether you're looking to hydrate during your workout, while traveling, or at the end of a long night, Sports Research Hydrate Electrolytes have got you covered with over 65 trace minerals, seven essential vitamins, and coconut water powder. Crisp and refreshing without any sugar, this is hydration powered by Sports Research. Each box has 16 little stick packs that you can take on the go, whether you're headed to an exercise class, a night out with friends, or a podcasting conference. And did we mention they come in delicious flavors from raspberry lemonade to cherry pomegranate. Stay hydrated with Sports Research Hydrate Electrolytes. Visit sportsresearch.com and use the code WHATFRESH at checkout for 50% off your purchase of Hydrate. That's S-P-O-R-T-S-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H dot com, sportsresearch.com, and use code WHATFRESH for 50% off your Hydrate Electrolytes order. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use fresh to get $100 off your lumen. That is l-u-m-e-n dot m-e, lumen.me, and use the code fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. Mary says she is great at wording things. I want to tell my boss there's a snowball's chance in hell that I can get that done by the afternoon. And it's his job anyway. So he can, you know, we're going to blank that part out. Go scratch, as my mother-in-law would say. He can go scratch, (laughs) as they say on Jersey Housewives. Can you write this email? And yeah, like she can word it so it doesn't sound very, very mean and get you fired. That's interesting that people know. I'm curious. I'm impressed by the superpower, but I'm even more interested in how have people come to know that you are the person who can help them with this? Like, are you a wordsmith in your job or have you just given them very elegantly worded difficult texts in the past that they just know like, oh, she knows how to say something hard? Well, my, I think it's you seek it out and you find people like I sometimes I'm in situations in Texas where my husband is from, where it's like, there's a whole different way of speaking in Texas. And it's like, well, we wanted to do Thanksgiving outside, but Aunt Susan has a 
mold allergy. And so we're just trying to accommodate everything. And I'm like, I will call my roommate from college who's from Texas. And I'm like, translate this for me. And it's like, okay, you have to pick sides between this person and Aunt Susan. And what I would do is say mold is annoying. Like she will literally translate Texas for me because it's like we in New York, it's like Aunt Susan's being a pain in the butt. Can you just tell her that blah, 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 blah. But like in Texas, it's there's a whole world that's created where you are supposed to kind of weigh in. And I'm like, just give me the translation. Give me the Texas translation. It's not even clear you're supposed to weigh in. Sounds like you think the job's like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, am I in? Am I out? Am I team mold? Do we hate Aunt Susan? Are we trying to bull? You know, there's just a whole thing of like, how can I be supportive in this situation? Please translate. Sheila says she's the mom people go to pick out a children's book for your own kid or someone else's kid. I think I was pretty good at this back in the day. I think my choices are a little dusty now, maybe, but they're classics. Like Ferdinand? Who doesn't like Ferdinand? My sister-in-law is amazing at this. My friend Beth is a reading specialist. I definitely have my people for this. I got a sixth grader reading at a fourth grade level, trying to get her up a little bit, but she's only interested in, like, they got them. They're like, here's six titles I can recommend. Honey says this is called being a book fairy. She says, I'm the local book fairy, and I love that title. So yeah, I would too. Mm-hmm. Wear that with pride. Desiree packing the car Tetris style. That's my husband's superpower. I mean, my husband's super I feel like this is thrown around as like I'm good at trunk packing I'm telling you that if there was an international contest in trunk packing I'm gonna say my husband comes in top one percent there should be like I don't ever need to see MMA but I would watch like a full weekend of like the world championships of packing a trunk this is a great if I had an extra life I would pitch a reality show called Let's Back That Car. Desiree would be a contestant. She once fit an entire IKEA sectional in an SUV. I wish Desiree lived nearby cuz I'm about to take a kid to college. Please somebody out there like who's like looking to, for a reality show, let's pack that trunk. I mean, I would watch 100 episodes. Yeah, same car, same like amount of boxes. Could be a YouTube show. I'm fine with it. Doesn't have to be big network, but I'm saying I would watch it. I would watch two people with a giant pile of luggage in a competition of who can fit more in the trunk. I would watch it. And then may I say, and then there's a curveball thrown and like they're going along, they've got three minutes left, it's going really well. And then when there's about, you know, three minutes left in the packing time, you have somebody, you know, paid ahead of time to come out of the house and be like, oh, we forgot the lamp. We have to, we forgot we're going to bring this lamp. And so you have to take everything back out and then start and then, and then huge and scramble around I mean, the new oddly shaped object. Guys, this is a thousand dollar idea. Someone should be cashing it. I want to do this. Anna and I just did this. I am really good at this. Running a short, efficient meeting that gets everyone out of there as soon as possible. Okay. I recently at our company had, you know, meeting that was scheduled. I had something on the back end. I was like, let's go. Let's hit it through. And let me tell you, Bunk. sometimes this is not the only kind of meeting. It's not the only ideal meeting because sometimes you really want to let it breathe and let everybody talk. But if you need a like, let's just bang through this agenda, I'm good at that. Mm. It's good to have an agenda. I agree. It's good to have the other kind of meetings. I think in this new world of everybody remote and not being in the same place, we don't have the like, so whatever happened to that idea about this? I sort of musing aloud about things that could happen instead of banging through the agenda. But I am team agenda. Yeah, I think the problem, the meeting problem is, I had a friend say to me a long time ago, Rory, I will give him a shout out, said, I was in a meeting 
and everything had been said, but not everybody had had a chance to say it. And I was like, that's the deadly meeting, right? Where it's like everyone who's just like, I also agree with Amy that. And it's like, okay, we get it, Carl. Like, you just have to make sure that you got acknowledged that you were here. But like, let's skip Carl. I uh, was in a meeting once and sometimes if you let it go on too long, because you know what happens, like you've landed the plane, like, okay, so we're going to do, I'm making this up. The theme of this year's homecoming is, you know, ye old fun town, right? (laughs) And and we're landing the plane. 45 minutes in, we can get a little early. It's ye old fun town and somebody's going to order, you know, lots of jousting material and it's going to be super fun. And then I don't know that that right, and then you, then here we go again. Oh wait a minute! I thought we were landing the plane. No, we're gonna do another loop. I don't know though. I mean, there could be. We could do Fairyland, and then like, oh shoot, here we go. You gotta land the plane before somebody can take it back off again. I worked at a company that shall remain nameless, and that was basically my entire job was just attending meetings where we were like, should we launch this all at once or should we tease it out? And then you would talk about it for an hour, and I was like. The product's not great, so I don't think it matters. We could tease it out or we could launch it and people are going to be like, this isn't great. Mm -hmm. And my internal monologue at every meeting was like, these two choices are exactly equal. We could debate them for 10 years. They're exactly yield fun town and (laughs) summertime picnic fest. They're both (laughs) the same. Like they would both be fun in different ways. Like we do not need to debate them for an hour. And I do think that that is the downside of all corporate meetings is like we are having a long debate about two things that are exactly equal. We could stay here forever, but I would like to go get lunch. Hmm. Tara Lynn says, she's your mom. If you want to buy a minivan and you want to know the specs and pros and cons about different model years and trim levels, she's got the minivan full awareness, full dashboard of options that is useful. All I care about in a car is Apple CarPlay. So I want to be able to listen to podcasts while I'm driving and really good headlights. I mean, I thought I was an old lady. I thought I like couldn't drive at night anymore. Turned out my car just has really bad headlights. We finally got a new car and all of a sudden I can see at night. Fine. My husband and I have very different ideas about the correct setting for driving. I like to drive like picture. I'm like easy rider. Talk about an old deluxe alert, but like it's a bike, a motorcycle with like the high handles and like you're leaned all the way back. It's like you're basically asleep on a couch. Yeah. You're leaned back recumbent. It's recumbent motorcycle. Yeah. (laughs) And then you're driving. And that is how I like to drive. I like to be like, I'm basically like getting a root canal while driving is my positioning. I like to be really leaned back. Mm -mm. My husband, who's a much more, let's just say, aggressive driver, he likes to be like leaned all the way forward. Like he's in like fight mode. He's on like a motorcycle where you're like laying on your stomach with the handles out front. Like nose touching the steering wheel. And we just have very different (laughs) ideas. So we need a very adjustable seat. That's important too. I can't tell cars on the road is like birds to me. It's like, how do people tell what kind of car? Remember we had Christina Hillsberg, I think her name was. She was a former spy. Yes. And she talked about teaching your kids sort of just like awareness. And one of the things was like, know what kind of cars cars are so that if you're ever like kidnapped or somebody else is kidnapped, you can explain what kind of car it was. I would be able to tell you if it was a car or a truck. I mean, I am literally the exact opposite of that person to the point where I once borrowed my dad's car. I was like in my 20s, had to go to a wedding (laughs) upstate. I went up to my dad's. He handed me keys. I jumped in the car. I drove upstate. I left the car at a parking garage. I got the ticket. 
I went to the wedding. And then, of course, two days later, because I was like a maniac 24-year-old, I had lost the ticket. And I went to the garage and I said, I lost the ticket. And they're like, okay, what does the car look like? And I'm like, it's not a truck. I don't know. <laughs> and they were like, is it a four-door or a two-door? And I was like, I'm not really sure. And they were literally looking at me as if to say, how is this physically possible that you don't... A car that you were in, right. I mean, right. I could eliminate... It wasn't a minivan. It wasn't a pickup truck. What color it was, no idea. I mean, it wasn't red, you know, but anywhere from like beige to gray to yellow, any color that basically wasn't red. It could have been blue. No idea. I've had this with like a rental car. Yeah. You're just like, I don't know what my rent, my license plate is. I'm not sure. I couldn't even tell you what car I was driving, no less the other people. And then I had to literally walk around the garage for like, I'm going to say conservatively two hours and look in every car and see if I could recognize like the snack bags that I had left behind. On the front seat. And I did eventually find... It had a sticker on the window identifying, you know, the area where my dad lived. And I was like, oh, that must be the right car. And truly, I will never forget the face of the parking attendant. Like, I don't think I've ever met anyone as dumb as you. And he, he might have been right. As car blind. Well, I mean, this is one of these things I keep remembering. Like, oh, yeah, I said I was going to do this. Like, while you're bored as a passenger in a vehicle, look out the window and try to figure out what makes and models cars are, but it doesn't, I can't see it. I can't tell the difference between like a Honda and a Dodge. I can't. Emily has one that I don't even understand what it means. So it must be a very special one. Maybe you'll be able to translate sensible homesteading. What's worth doing DIY and what is worth outsourcing? What does the word homesteading mean? Homesteading means, you know, like living off the land, like being real, real simple, like oh. growing and eating your own food, churning your own butter. <laughs> wow. That's homesteading. Emily, when the zombies come, could you send me your address immediately? Because I will need to come to your home. Right. So it's like darning socks. You should probably outsource instead of learning how to darn a sock. I'm imagining that's what Emily means. Like churning butter. It's probably better to just buy it. Churning butter, it's better to make your kid do it. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Outsourcing. I mean, I'll, maybe you wouldn't buy it. Maybe you're like, you make the butter and I'll like milk the cows. I don't know. Yeah. None of these words mean anything <laughs> to me. I can't change a <laughs> light bulb. I am a useless human being when it comes to like, when the apocalypse comes, kill me first because I am useless. Don't go to you for sensible homesteading. I'm going to be like, I'm very good at Googling. They're like, that doesn't exist anymore, ma'am. Right, right, the apocalypse. Right. There is no more electricity. I'm very good at knowing what kind of batteries. <laughs> yeah. All of my skills go right out the window when Google disappears. So sorry, guys. Michelle is the one people go to for pretty handwriting for signs or decorations. I've been this person. I did uh, my sister's wedding invitations. I have pretty good handwriting. I do. I have pretty good handwriting. You do have nice handwriting. I have less nice handwriting than I used to. I mean, I used to be like, I was a parochial school kid. Like the nuns taught me. I had beautiful handwriting. You know what's funny? I cannot picture your handwriting, which says, like that says something about our current world. Like, yeah. have I ever seen your handwriting? I can't picture it. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of a, you know, now it's a sort of cursive printing mashup of my own devising. But yeah, yeah. I used to be, did you have grades for penmanship when you were in school? For sure. Yeah. Guess what? They don't anymore. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, the idea that my kids can't read cursive. Like my, yeah. like grandma will write them a letter and they're like, can you read this to me? <laughs> they can't read cursive. It's scary. Mm -hmm. But I guess we're just, we're going with that. We're going to Michelle. Satik says she is the mom people go to for following through on plans. She says, don't come to me with we should get together sometime. I will have my phone out, 
calendar app open asking what day is good for you before you end your sentence. Sadiq and I are opposite people. I need you in my life, Sadiq, because it's like, I hate the like, we should really get together. And then you don't. I don't know how to approach that. The one thing I do say to people often is don't say it if you don't mean it, because I am the person who, if I run into you at a random party, I was just at a wedding and people were like, oh, we have a lake house near there. You should have us over. I'm like, don't say it if you don't mean it. Like we go to every, I'm an offer taker. And so that's the one thing. Like if you don't want my fivesome, which you don't, by the way, invading (laughs) your lake house, like Amy can tell you, she has, you know. Amy and her husband have a place and like we invade regularly. (laughs) Like I am definitely, I think that some people say like, oh, you should come by. We have a place at the lake or hey, oh, you should come over. We will show up. And so I will say to people often like, don't say that if you don't mean it, because if you make me an offer, don't threaten me with a good time, people, because... We have one home and we like to invade other people's homes with our mess. And let me tell you, don't say it if you don't mean it. But nothing ever happens without that person who's like, okay, but when? Like it's summer is gone again. And the number of things I was supposed to do and people I was supposed to go maybe see just doesn't happen unless you have Sadiq there being like, yes, but when? Tuesday the 18th. Correct. Marin, another of my opposites, using up random pantry and freezer ingredients as a legit meal. This is the exact opposite of me. I'm just like, I'm a food waster and I will, I do compost. So I don't, I waste food, but I don't throw it away in landfills. I recycle it or I compost it. But I am this, my roommate from college is this person and she gave me a book called The Everlasting Meal. And it's about like, how to turn yesterday's food into today's food. And I read it and I was like, what a good idea. Anyway, let's get takeout because I don't feel like using anything in the fridge. Like I just do not have this bone in my body. Again, will not survive the apocalypse. Right. Well, it was the pandemic that taught me this. I feel like, sure, like I have like one egg and half a cup of rice and some blueberries. I can make something and because I didn't want to go to the grocery store again till the next day or whatever. I, so it made me good. I have a cookbook Sam Sifton wrote it for the New York Times. I'll put the link in the show notes because I really do like it because I want to be this kind of person. I grew up not really cooking or knowing how to cook. Then I would cook from a recipe. But I think this is like, this is another skill to be able to be like, just open the refrigerator. You see nothing in the rinses, you know, a cool meal for eight people. So I'm trying to learn to be more of that person, but it is a real skill. I think I told you, I've just decided like to accept the fact that I hate to cook. I don't want to do it. I will cook three meals a week that are like, spaghetti meat sauce and other basics, but I'm done. I've decided that I don't like cooking and that that's okay. Okay. That's okay with me too. All right. We'll be back with even more. There's a mom for that. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. We agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber, while 
still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code motherhood at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code motherhood for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder, and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. So I have a one that people come to me for, and I wish they would come more often. So I'm offering my services to Margaret, which is like, I'm the person who knows how to book the plane ticket at the best price and how to get a live person on the phone instead of waiting in the queue and how to use those credit card points that you don't think are enough to get a ticket into enough to, to get a ticket. Do you enjoy doing that? That sounds terrible. Do I enjoy doing it? I take a grim satisfaction from it. Let me tell you. <laughs> like tell all you. of life, Amy, I don't enjoy it. I just take a grim satisfaction. Right. Sure. This is like being good at changing a diaper <laughs> or something. I woke up just yesterday morning. I woke up and had a 6.30 a.m. email in my inbox being, your flight has been canceled. So my family and I, are the five of us, are about to travel. My college kid is going overseas for a semester, for a semester abroad. And so we're all going to go over see where my kid is going to spend a semester and then go home without my oldest kid. And that's our vacation. And long story, two different confirmation numbers because I used points for this one and points for that one. And so we have different confirmation numbers. So my kid's flight was canceled. It didn't seem like ours was. And then I log in to check our flight, our confirmation number, and our flight had just disappeared. It just wasn't in our confirmation number anymore. We only had flights home. They canceled it and removed it from our... And I just like, I panicked for a second. And then I just was like... I am the person who saw this. Like they have not met me. Let me tell you. And I get no on one is coming bing, bing, to bing, save us, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Only I can save this. Right. I was made for this moment. <laughs> this is well, what we've trained for. I cleared. I made the coffee. I got in the queue, and yeah, I fixed it. I got us on a flight. Now I'm very concerned because our connection is a little tight, and we're gonna. And I've already planned. Like, okay, we have to get from Terminal Three to Terminal Five, and so we're gonna check the bags, and we're gonna do this, and we're not gonna go this way because we're gonna make that connection. I am that person. My husband is that person generally. He's very likable in a very specific way. Like he's very likable to customer service people. Like if we have to talk through a difficult situation, my temper gets in my way. And I'm me too. I'm definitely, believe me, not abusive to customer service people because I've worked in customer service, but I get frustrated in a way that is not helpful to the situation. I am not 
mean to the people, but sometimes I just get thrown. He is like, has a very specific calm that is great at, he can just like put his head down and like burrow through red tape and like inconveniences without, he's like a little tank that like turtles in and just moves through and I get too discombobulated by it. Okay. With the firm kindness, he can just... Yeah, it just, he doesn't get rattled. He's very, yeah. I mean, if it's a difficult situation, he can just really, you know, but he's like a bulldozer, like a kind little bulldozer that just keeps going at all times. Like Mike Mulligan and the steam shovel. That's what I'm picturing that old children's book. Yeah, he's just like, you can build a cellar in a day. Now, you now you just really hit a deep cut right there. If you, I know, that's like my grandmother's old deluxe alert, right? Even though she'd be like, wow, deep cut. Uh, well, Mike Mulligan was a very old book. And then in when my nephew, who's now getting a just about to graduate with a postdoc. <laughs> so he's in his, you know, later 20s, was a baby. We watched a lot of this video, Mike Mulligan and the Steam Shovel. Yeah, I remember that video. And I mean, we watched it so many times that I can recite it. He said, in a rather mean way. I mean, it's like one of those videos that's just implanted deep in my brain. But if you've got kids who like diggers, you might YouTube the video Mike Mulligan and the Steam Shovel. And I will apologize in advance if it has messages that no longer comport with <laughs> our current times, because I definitely was watching it in the other century. Senia has three superpowers. Oh, lucky her. Three, there's a mom for that. And I feel like each of these are worth. She's good at estimating how long an errand or task will take. Again, like, are people coming to you asking you this? Maybe they are. No, but she, I would like to get her on speed dial with my spouse, who is the worst at this. He is the king of, well, I'll just go to the store and then I'll go to Home Depot and get the tool I need. And then I'll do this in the hour before the party starts. And I'm like, I would like to introduce you to a concept called fixed time. <laughs> you, you cannot shapeshift. And somehow there is no multiverse in which you can get those things done and get back in time. I am a pretty good but not good enough estimator of like, I have to pick up my daughter at two. So what time do I have to leave for the grocery store in order to be able to get there, do that errand, get in, get out, and then pull into where I need to pick up my daughter at five to two, but not a quarter to two and certainly not 10 after two. And I usually err on the side of like, now I'm here at one thirty with a half hour to waste in the car. Yeah, see, I, for a person who is generally kind of disorganized and a bit hot messy, I do not like to be late. I was 15 minutes late to dinner last night in New York City because I drove in. I'm never late. I do not like to be late. It's like a Virgo vein running through you that you like, you run time for things. Yeah, it's funny because I'm definitely like hot mess express. There's laundry all over the floor. Like I'm a whirling dervish, but I, I, I must have just been raised like being late is the worst thing you could ever be because, <laughs> yeah, I got stuck in some construction 15 minutes late for dinner last night and I was undone by the time I arrived to be it was almost 20 minutes late by the time I walked in. Terrible. But I'm good at this, but I do. I tend to get there 10 minutes early. I never cut it close. Seeing is also the right person to determine the correct size Pyrex or, you know, Tupperware for leftovers. That's a good skill. There's nothing worse than like starting to scoop it out and be like, oh, I've, I've, I don't have enough. I've uh, underestimated. It's too small. And now I've wasted, now I've dirtied a Tupperware container for naught. Agree. That's a terrible thing to have happen to you. 
But you also don't want it tumbling about in the Tupperware because that's unseemly. No. And then it takes up too much room in the fridge. I feel like an almost empty Tupperware container is the saddest vision known to mankind. Like nobody will eat that one little bit of chicken left. <laughs> I think I can think of a couple sadder ones, but I see a couple point. almost as sad. You know what I mean? Like that one little bit of salad and a huge thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If I really stretched, I could probably find a couple of other ones. But yes, I know what you mean. Well, this is, again, I'm not a leftovers person. I tend to be like, can we just throw it away now rather than a week from now? But there are many people in my life who like to put like three bites of dressed lettuce in a giant Tupperware in my fridge. And I'm like, now you've just extended the dishes. Like now I have to do that dish in three days. Not my fave. And to be fair, my husband is the person who cleans out the fridge because I'm very sensitive to bad smells. Oh, yeah. Right. And then eventually somebody has to do it. I am the only person who can do that, apparently. I mean, and, and my spouse will be like, I did it. I'm like, do you know that I believe you? I believe that you did it. And yet it still smells. And I just threw something out that expired six weeks ago. So apparently we're both going to have to do it because there's some stinky stuff in this refrigerator. Senia also knows who has the best deal on a grocery item. Like, do you do this? Do you like, you got to go to DeChico's for the meat and acne for the soda pop? I'm not that person. A hundred percent, no. Even when I was much closer to the bone financially, I will say like at this point in my life, as I've said before, and I'm middle-aged, so like good for me. I reached my goal. I now have in my life enough disposable income that I don't sweat the small stuff at all. Now, I am a person who has to budget for three people my three children to go to do summer activities. Like we can't afford to send three people to sleepaway camp, for example, because it's very expensive. So like one kid luckily still likes to go to town camp, one kid, but like, yeah, I can't make big ticket decisions. Like, uh, it means nothing to me, but I do enjoy that I'm at the point of my life where I just kind of go shopping. I don't price check. And <laughs> it's never been a skill of mine. And I was just saying to somebody, even if I had a billion dollars, we were walking by a store and there was like a pitcher, like a nice glass pitcher that you would pour lemonade out of like outside to drink. And it was $258. And I said to the person I was with, I'll never be wealthy enough to spend $258 on a glass pitcher. You could get that for $25 at Target. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't ever want to, I'm not that person. Like, I'm not like, oh, thank God I can now. I'm very, very cheap and I like a bargain, but I don't comparison shop in that way anymore. And I'm kind of glad to have it out of my life. Like the thing of like, I'm going to go to three different stores to get the best deal on stuff. And I don't clip coupons. I use my little app thing. And let me tell you, if I... If I don't have the app, I'll walk back to the car for the bag so I don't have to pay 10 cents a bag. I am cheap, but I don't comparison shop and I was never good at it. I'm glad I don't have to do it right now. It has to be like in front of me, like Rakuten I am so serious about or any opportunity to collect miles or bonus points or like I am so all about that stuff, but I've never gone to different stores, but maybe that's because I don't know Senia. Amy, let's finish strong. Chelsea and I have the exact same, I know a mom. Chelsea says, wow, as she reads all of these wonderful things that people are good at, she says, wow, all I'm good for is complaining about the heat. <laughs> Chelsea, meet Margaret. 
<laughs> Let me tell you, I know a mom. I spend part of my summer every year in Texas, which people have advised me, like maybe that's not the best time to go, but it is the only time that we can spend really significant time with my husband's family because the kids are not in school. We also go, yes, at holiday breaks, but we get more time if we go in the summer. And I try really hard not to talk about the heat because it's like a child online being like, this line is boring, this line is long. It's like, we're all in the same line. It doesn't help to complain about it. I understand this intellectually, but the heat, I was just listening to somebody on a podcast be like, I'm a highly sensitive person. I'm like, I get it, but also so is everybody. But I'm a highly sensitive person about the heat. Like, I do think the heat affects me. I'm a bog person. I am from Ireland on both sides of my family. I am I belong in a cold, wet place where I need a nubby sweater. The heat kills me. And when it's 100 degrees, I'm just miserable. And even though I know I'm not supposed to, all I say all day is, it's hot, I'm hot. Oh my gosh, it's so hot, but I, I'm hot. Well, we've discussed this earlier this summer. I believe it was, uh-oh, it's summer. We talked about why do we feel the need to say how hot it is? And we posited that maybe it does actually cool you slightly while you're saying how hot it is. It is like fanning yourself just for like, I'm hot. You're 2% less hot while you're saying how hot it is. I don't even know if there's a reason, but I just know. And I am genuinely shocked by the heat. I mean, where we live, it's 75 degrees in the summer when you wake up and then it's 70 degrees when you go to bed. And even if it's 90 degrees during the day, there's like four days where it's hot. And right now we don't have central air and our house gets hot and it's only for August, but I still hate it. And I complain a lot about being hot. Chelsea, I feel you. I see you. I don't like being hot. And my superpower is complaining about being hot. Good, good. All right. Well, we'll be sure to reach out to you if we need to hear that more often. <laughs> Please do. I'm available at all times. We have a newsletter. If you're not subscribing to our newsletter, you are missing some great tips on what Margaret and I are watching, reading, listening to that we don't talk about on the podcast. It's not necessarily parenting related at all. I think I recommended a, a book about the Enneagram this month. So all the stuff that we are listening to, what's new with our uh, network, Atlas Media, and where else you can find us in real life. Margaret just did an interview in New York City with Hunter Clark Fields, the host of Mindful Mama. We have some pictures from that, and you can see what we're doing next. So sign up for our newsletter. The link is in the show notes for this episode, or you can go to our website. Check it out. And with that, we will talk to you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're gonna talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. 
Margaret, it's an exciting news day. An exciting news day indeed, Amy. A few years ago, we launched our first spinoff podcast, Toddler Purgatory, hosted by the hilarious Blair Brooks and Molly Lloyd. And guess what? Now, Blair and Molly are back with their all-new podcast, Unsticking It. You know Blair and Molly as two busy moms and actors, and somewhere between potty training and the pandemic, they both felt like they lost their creative kaboom. In their new podcast, Unsticking It, they are going to talk about how all of us can get back to what lights us up after motherhood. Amy, I need this. Me too. And Blair and Molly will be talking to fellow imaginative minds. We're talking actors, artists, and creators of all kinds about how we can all unstick ourselves from whatever muck we're stuck in. Follow, subscribe, and listen to Unsticking It wherever you get your podcasts. That's Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life stucks.